Does that all sound good? Yep. Are you all ready? No, but fuck it, let's do this. All right, that's the perfect attitude. Okay. And welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, Tales from the Table. Oh my Woo! god. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Cloud, and I'm the dungeon master and the creator of this adventure. And if you guys could just uh, go around our virtual table, as it were, and introduce yourself, uh, just say your character's name and your class. Okay, I guess I'll start since I'm uh, at the top here. Uh, my name is Kevin. I am uh, the DM's brother. He he. He. Uh, totally gives me advantages in everything, JK. Um, and I am going to be playing uh, Athanasius, uh, who is a cleric. Please give us his full name. Okay, uh, his full name is Athanasius Argentianus Anguissian. Uh, and yeah, he is a silver dragonborn cleric, specifically. All right. I'm Audrey, and I'll be playing uh, Flower, the serpent folk uh, paladin. His serpent name is but that's hard to pronounce in the common <laughs> tongue. So he's got he's got a normal name too. All right. And uh, my name is Mac, and I'll be playing Caden Onxcobble. Uh, he is a halfling storm sorcerer, and yeah, that'll be that'll be my dude. Okay, awesome! I'm so excited. Okay, so uh, with that, uh, our adventure begins on the outskirts of a small town in the middle of the empire. But before we begin, I want each of you to just give a little bit of background on how your characters got, uh, sort of got to this small town. Yeah, so uh, Athanasius uh, was in uh, Almeria and studying uh, at the university when the calamity happened. Um, and since then, he's basically been wandering around. Uh, he's uh, The calamity kind of gave him the ability to see uh, dead people. Uh, he sees these uh, spirits, these ancient spirits, um, and they ask for his help or offer him guidance. And he's been uh, trying to... Uh, study specifically their languages to get to uh, know more about them and he has ended up where he is now because he has no money and he needs a job um flower was in the jungles in uh, western part of the empire and he very much didn't want to leave and didn't intend to but there was something inside him after the calamity that kept urging him to and it got to the point that it was kind of impossible to not listen to that thing and so he left not really knowing what he was going to do and as he left the urging just sort of went away and so he's been heading in a more or less straight line out of the jungle sort of looking for people to help along the way hoping something interesting and is going to happen to him and he's gotten pretty lonely so he's looking for to, to make some friends as he's gotten to this little town okay and Caden? 
uh, Caden was at home up in a small village in the northern tundra when the calamity hit. Um, uh, soon after, he discovered that he had his sorcery powers. And then he still stayed at home for another, say, about 10 months. And then his uncle went missing. And so he struck out to go search for his uncle. And so he's been wandering around since then. And so I wound up where he is now. Okay. Well, uh, in the course of all your various wanderings, one of you coming uh, south uh, out of the high mountains, uh, flower coming west, or sorry, east, <laughs> got my directions mixed up, and Athanasius coming west from the capital, all of you sort of end up converging on this uh, small town, which is called Ossilian. And it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You're sort of in the middle north uh, of the empire. There's kind of these uh, rolling hills, lots of forests, lots of farmland, scattered small towns and villages, not very much in the way of big cities. And uh, because you've all been wandering for a while, you're all starting to sort of run low on supplies. Not a lot of food, not a lot of money. And each of you kind of has some personal reasons that I think might be making it uh, hard to find work. So, I mean, Flower, obviously, you, you're a serpent folk, so people around here generally haven't seen a whole lot of, like, uh, giant snake men uh, with four arms. <laughs> I do have four arms. He does. He does have four arms. Two of them are big, and two of them, I think, are, are rather small, right? Smaller, yeah. He's got a little... He's got vestigial arms, but still he's got four arms and he's a giant snake man. And the people around here are not used to seeing people like that. Um, so you probably get a lot of stares. Caden, you definitely uh, have reasons to be wary, uh, given your family's history uh, with uh, the Empire and the fact that you recently have developed these magical abilities that you don't really quite understand and that you're not perfect you you don't have perfect control over them yet and athanasius you've got the whole i can see and hear dead people thing going on so that's making you a little bit jumpy uh so all of you are kind of you kind of find yourself as outsiders i think in this place but as you started to draw near to oscillion which is kind of a yeah, like it's not a city, but it's a fairly large town, kind of like a um, a hub of, of like trade and sort of local commerce. And just as you were starting to feel that you needed to find some employment, get some more money, each of you at some point, whether it was like on the side of the road or on the wall of a local inn, you spotted a brightly colored flyer. Uh, and these were posted around everywhere. And uh, there were these bright, uh, like, red flyers, and they said in big, bold letters at the top, Attention! Are you looking for a new career? Are you interested in the thrill of adventure? And the I am! <laughs> and the possibility of significant monetary rewards? Asterisk. Oh, boy! <laughs> uh, Roskill and Associates is looking for new employees. No prior experience necessary. Apply at our newest recruitment center located just outside of Ossilian on the West Road. Uh, and if you read the fine print down at the bottom, it says payment is based on performance and is dispersed solely at the discretion of Roskill and Associates. Flower does not read the fine print. <laughs> 
So you see these flyers, they've been posted up everywhere. They're like in every inn. They're like all over the side of the road. Like clearly this company, Roskill and Associates, is definitely trying to catch people's attention. And it sounds pretty promising. So you guys all decide to head to this recruitment center and check it out. And it turns out when you arrive at this recruitment center, it's outside the city. It's sort of like in a clearing, like off the main road, sort of like a little bit into the woods. It's this big clearing and you definitely are not the only people there. There's like a huge crowd of people from all over that have gathered here around this big silver and gray awning that's kind of been pitched in the middle of it. And, uh... They're just, there's all sorts of folks here. There's big, hairy bugbears, there's humans, there's half-elves, there's shorter people, uh, like maybe some dwarves and some halflings. Like, there, there are all sorts here. And a bunch of them look, ki- look like kind of scary dudes and ladies. They got, like, beat-up armor, they got swords, they got scars. They all look like a pretty motley crew, And in and amongst this big crowd of people, there are a bunch of people in these sort of dark gray uniforms with silver buttons, and they are moving through the crowd and they're passing out clipboards and little pencils. So what do you do? I, uh, I I try and uh, get attention because I feel so small in this huge crowd and I try and grab one of them to get a clipboard. Oh yeah, definitely. So one of these one of these employees looks like this one's a goblin. He he sort of he's got a whole stack of these clipboards and like these little pencils and he he quickly passes them to you and then moves on to passing them out to all the other people there. Uh, wow. Athanasius is um very uh let's just say he has his reservations about any company that needs to post like you know flyers to get a massive amount of people to show up. He thinks that kind of the company's reputation should draw people by itself without having to post things like that. And so he's kind of uh, thinks that he, he's very certain that he could take anyone in this tent on. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And uh, he's going to to wait a little bit to go get a clipboard. He's kind of going to see how everybody else is reacting first. I I am immediately in it and sort of following the lead of all the people around me. So I guess I grab a clipboard too. Okay, well, they definitely move out of the way to make room for you. Um, as me- as much as this is like kind of like a motley crew uh, in this clearing, there are definitely no other giant snake people. Um, I'm the so, motliest. Oh, you are definitely the motliest. Uh, and you stand out. And so even like the big bugbears and like the like muscly half-orcs, they move right out of the way. And sort of, I think uh, you end up just like staring over this like little goblin who has these clipboards and uh, <laughs> he kind of looks all the way up at you and your your giant snake self. Uh, and he kind of just like timidly reaches out and like hands you a clipboard and a little pencil. But he doesn't like, know which oh. arm to put it in because you have four. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry. I don't bite. Well, I do bite, but I won't bite you. Thank you. <laughs> He sees your yeah. big teeth. He he doesn't quite believe that you don't bite. I assume Caden can see the giant snake creature. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Caden takes his clipboard and he makes his way to the edge of the crowd and tries to make himself small and invisible while he looks at the clipboard. Okay. 
So how tall is your character, Flower? I missed that. Um, he's only like about mm, six feet tall, but he's got a long snake tail and he's really beefy too. So, and like yellow, he's got yellow scales. So he really stands out. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, sunshine snake. I think, uh, Athanasius would recognizing that this is somebody who is, uh, as we've put it fairly motley, would, uh, follow up and, and get a clipboard after flower and then follow her to wherever she was filling out her clipboard yeah. to try to get more well acquainted. <clears throat> Flower is a dude. Flower is a man. Flower is a man. <laughs> Can't you Pardon tell me. from his name? <laughs> He's a manly snake man. He's very manly. Okay, so those of you that have clipboards, when you look down, you see that it's got like a little piece of paper like clipped to the clipboard, and it's a form, and it says... Uh, here at Roskill and Associates, we are always looking for the very best talent to work in a variety of thrilling careers. Please answer the questions below as thoroughly as possible in order to help us find the best fit for you within our organization. Oh my god. And then yeah, has... Seeing that, Athanasius just rolls his <laughs> eyes and then continues reading. You see two questions listed below. The first says, please list any previous work experience. And the second says, please list any relevant skills. Do we just write these down? Do we tell you? Well, yeah, I was, I, so I, I was kind of curious what you guys, I wanted to know what you guys would write down. I was pretty sure I already knew because I've worked with you on building your characters, but just, just, just for the sake of it, why don't you tell me what, uh, what you decide to write down on this form? Uh, so I think Athanasius writes, uh, no prior adventuring experience, comma, spent time studying at university prior to the calamity. Because he feels like that will set him apart from everyone else here. Okay. And then under skills would list martial weapon training, ranged weapon training, shield training, uh, some spell casting, and uh, linguist. Now, I we're we're still sort of new in this world and kind of how it's different from usual Dungeons and Dragons worlds. Would you actually put down spell casting? Uh, knowing that your situation is a little odd. You would have been, Athanasius, one of the few people who actually was permitted to use uh, magic and spellcasting. However, it would be by now common knowledge that people like you who could work spells before the Calamity can't do it any longer. So if you put down that you can still cast spells... Like it, like when you put down the from the university, like no one's gonna question that. They're gonna look at you. You're a silver dragonborn. You, your clothes, even though you've been traveling, you probably still have pretty fine clothes. You look like a person of power who had studied at the university. Like you, story checks out. But if you put down that you can still cast spells, that's quite a claim and might tip your hand to the fact that you are actually one of the afflicted and you might not know what kind of reception that would get around here. Yeah, I guess I'll leave it off. Probably he wouldn't want to draw that much attention to himself. You I write mean, it and then sort of scribble it out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially since, also again, this is kind of like a feature of this world. Especially since Athanasius, the new magic you can do is mostly necromancy. Mostly necromantic, yeah. <laughs> Which, even before the Calamity, and still, is considered the ultimate taboo. 
So even though you're not walking around like raising zombies and stuff, even though it's kind of that hazy, like kind of on the edge of necromancy, like speaking to the dead, even that would be just very beyond the pale. So telling people you can do that might do more than just raise eyebrows. Okay. Now next, I wanted to ask, Flower, so can you actually write common? Um, I I think so. Not very well. Okay. But um, yeah, he did have some sort of some, some training and like diplomatic stuff. And I'd assume he'd learn how to write and read in the normal language. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, probably. Okay, cool. So what do you write on your form? For prior work experience, um, says uh, hunting and surviving in, in the wilderness. Can cook. Used to be a diplomat, but or was going to be a diplomat, but then got failed out. And then I realized <laughs> that probably doesn't seem good. So I, I scribble out everything except diplomat. You guys are like being like really <laughs> honest on these forms. Whereas like I was expecting you guys to just like do what people usually do on their CVs and just like sort of lie. <laughs> but like, no, Flower no. puts it all out there. He's no. like, he's like, I was trained to be a diplomat and then I flunked. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just too open and honest. <laughs> oh no. Um, for skills. Can hit things with weapons. Can heal things sometimes. Have forearms. I'm sort of looking at it and look over at Athanasius and just say, um, do you think it would be a skill if I included being able to make uh, food taste good, like all the time? Would that count? He kind of looks up at him and uh, laughs to himself and says, I suppose it would be, yes. All right, I will add that to the list. All right. I'm Flower, by the way. Hi. Hi, my name is Athanasius. Wow, that's a big name. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, Caden looks at the clipboard. So, the, so the questions were uh, work history and skills. Yeah, uh, the first just says uh, like list your previous work experience, and the second says like list any relevant skills. So, I'm definitely going to put down tea brewer for work history. Okay. And farmhand, and then as far as skills go. I think he would put down he's nimble and brave. Okay. But he doesn't have very much. That's all he's got. You could spice it up a bit. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah. Caden's not into uh not into self puffery. He's he's not too into that. It's that's not how he was brought up. Okay. Alright. Oh, and then uh at the bottom, at the very bottom of the form, in like really tiny like print. It says, legal disclaimer, we regret that Roskill and Associates cannot be held liable for any damage to person or property incurred during orientation and employment, including but not limited to contusions, burns, lacerations, mutations, wasting disease, unbreakable curses, concussions, mutilation, amputation, dismemberment, and or death. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Caden sees that and he frowns, but he doesn't have a choice and he knows that he has to take the job. <laughs> All right. If he gets it. Athanasius once again rolls his eyes. I'm really proud that I could read that so fast. That was very good. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty real impressive. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a rock star. That All was right. real good. 
Okay, fantastic. Okay, so then there's kind of like a line that's formed of like a bunch of people uh, and they're all waiting in line and then handing in their forms to the person sitting under the awning who is another one of these like employees. They all are wearing like a similar uniform. They're wearing like dark gray kind of like tunic and trousers that has like silver buttons on it. Okay, I get in line. Okay, cool. Same. Okay, Cajun's going to wait a little bit for a few people to build up <laughs> after the snake person gets in line. And then Caden gets in line a little bit later. Okay, cool. He is, he, is, he is totally thrown off by this snake person. He has no idea what it even is. Is it safe to assume that uh, Athanasius and Flower are being given a wide berth by pretty much everybody at this point? Um, maybe not Athanasius so much. I mean, people aren't afraid of silver dragonborn like they know what they are they're not very common around here this is a little bit further west than you would normally like find like the big families the silver dragonborn all live out in the northeast closer to the capital so they probably don't come out here a lot but people know what you are and they especially like you're like a little bit finer clothes and you're bearing like they can just tell you're kind of like a a more patrician person. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily giving you a wide berth unless it's because they're like, oh, there's like a fancy dude. Yeah, he's he's purposefully sticking near to Flower, though. So that's oh, okay. why I well, said then, yes, giving both of us a wide everyone's berth. Everyone's definitely giving Flower a wide berth. Despite his it's starting to get, It's starting to get to him a little. He might be a little self-conscious at this point. He's like, oh, do I have something on my nose? <laughs> That's hilarious because Flower, I'm pretty sure you've encountered this exact response from every single person ever since you left the basin. So I know, but there haven't been this many people altogether. It's That's a little true. unnerving when it's everyone. Yeah. All right. Kaden well, oh. wants to like tap like the closest like gnome or halfling or small person. Oh yeah. Just like go tap someone on the shoulder and be like, "What is that thing?" Sure. So it turns out when you look around through the crowd, you actually do see someone your height. And when you go over to them and you kind of tap this person on the shoulder, she turns around and you see that it's a gnome woman. And she's got bright green hair and like a long plate falling down her back. And she is wearing heavy armor. I mean, she's like, like full plate. And you can tell it's been around the block, but it's well cared for. So it's not like rusty. It's like shiny. She's taken really good care of it, but it's got like dents and scratches and stuff. Like this woman clearly is a hardened fighter who knows what she's doing. Uh, and as you tap her on the shoulder, she kind of turns around and looks at you and kind of looks you up and down. And she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, do you, do you know what that, that creature is over there? The snake? She kind of looks over at Flower and she nods her head and she's like, back when I traveled with my regiment, we were part of the force that was sent into all the way out west, all the way to the Hockery Basin. And I heard tales of such creatures there, though I never met one. And I say, hmm, thanks. I stick out my hand. Name's Cajun. She nods and she, she shakes your hand and she says, Valia. All right. Then Caden goes back to the line. Okay. Eventually, you guys all each make it up to the front of the line, and you sort of hand the 
person under the awning, this sort of like bored looking catfolk person in another gray uniform and you hand him your clipboard and uh, he takes it and he then sort of gestures that you should wait off to the side. And um, as soon as you hand your form in, another employee comes out and he's got a bunch of pieces of paper. So you know how it's like, uh, like with marathon runners, he's got these pieces of paper with numbers on them. And uh, he's going to come up and he's going to pin a number to your back. Oh, yes. I'm very familiar with running marathons. If, you, if you've ever seen like a marathon, like they, they clip a number to you. Oh, I thought that was a joke because you're a snake and you don't run. Oh, this is this was Audrey talking. Audrey is so fit and runs marathons. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, um, like this this guy. Let's say this guy is uh, he's just a human guy. He comes out. He's got this this stack of numbers, and he's clipping a number to everybody who's turned in a form. And uh, he comes up to you, Athanasius, uh, and he pins the number sixty three to you he's kind of deferential about it he can tell you're kind of like a fancy dude but it's also like his job so he kind of just like pins it to your shoulder and then uh, he goes on to flower and he gives flower the number 67 but when he goes close (laughs) (laughs) yes uh flower was really hoping it would be 69 but it's not it's not i know i'm so sorry That would be awesome, but it's not. And he kind of goes to try to, like, pin this paper number to you, but you have, like, scales. And I'm not I'm not exactly clear. Flower, what are you wearing, if anything? Um, I've got, like, some... I guess I've got my full armor on, so it's the equivalent of chain armor, whatever serpent folk chain male would be. And then, you know, okay. some padded under under armor under that. All right. He's kind of he's kind of at a little bit of a loss as to like kind of where to stick this. And so I think in the end, he kind of just hands it to you. Okay, I'll grab it in like one of my smaller hands. Okay, it's just one of your little hands just reaches yeah. takes it. Okay, nice. Uh, and Caden, you get up to the front of the line a little bit later. So uh, he walks up to you and he pins the number 72 to you. All right. Man, we just skipped right over 69 there, huh? <sighs> Sorry, I just picked random numbers off the top of my head, and I I wasn't thinking about the fact that one of them should be 69. Make a note for next time. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. A missed opportunity for sure. I turned to Athanasius and I'm like, what were we supposed to do with these? He kind of shrugs and is like, I'm assuming they'll call our number at some point. And indeed, (laughs) after you've been sort of like waiting for a few minutes, you see like some people who like are ahead of you, they get called. And then eventually a woman, a tall half-elf woman, she has a dark skin and silver hair pulled back in a tight bun. And she comes from behind the awning. Uh, People like when their number's called, they get sort of like ushered behind the awning and like into like another clearing. And she comes into this clearing and she has a clipboard uh, with some forms on it. And she's examining them over the top of her spectacles. And she calls out the numbers 63, 67, 72. Oh boy, that's us. Yeah, Athanasius immediately stands up and walks over to her. Okay, I'll follow him. Okay, I I, I realize who I'm with and I just kind of go wide-eyed. But I (laughs) I keep approaching them because they haven't... Shown themselves to be dangerous, 
So I'm just just careful. I'm just careful. Okay. Yeah, I was I was interested to see how Caden would react to his number being called with the uh, with the dragonborn and the serpent folk. I kind of just like try to like nudge in next to them, just kind of not try to stay unnoticed. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Athanasius kind of looks around and is like, "Wasn't there supposed to be a third? <laughs> yeah. I'm like standing like in between them. They can't see me because they're looking at each other. <laughs> awesome. Okay, this woman sort of like beckons to you and she ushers you behind this awning and uh, into another clearing. And uh, in this clearing, it's like a fairly a fairly large clearing, and in it. You see a bunch of stuff, and it's basically a ropes course. Uh, have any of you oh ever like God. done a ropes course? Ropes yes. courses are awesome. I love them. <laughs> yeah. This is like a pretty big clearing where this like, ropes course has been set up. And she turns to you, and uh, she introduces herself. She says her name is Captain Virtinia, uh, and she uh, is, yeah, she's a captain with Roskill and Associates. And she says, uh... So before we make a determination about your suitability for employment with our company, uh, we need to see your skills in action. Teamwork is absolutely essential. So these tasks are designed to test not only your individual skills, but also your ability to function as a cohesive unit. Up ahead, you'll face a variety of challenges, both physical and mental, and uh, I'll be the one observing you to see how well you're able to complete these tasks. If at any time you feel the challenges are too much for you, you're free to leave. If you leave without completing the task, however, you will forfeit your chance at employment with the company. And uh, she sort of checks. She says, uh, you've all signed your waivers. Good, 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 good. That's all good. Uh, do you have any questions before we begin? I would uh, like to in- ensure that we all know that Athanasius absolutely signed his full name. <laughs> That does it's sort of like going her. off the page a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Caden doesn't have any questions, but I think, uh, just want to note on his feelings here. He's now he's glad he's with these two because they look like strong, big people, but he's nervous that he won't make the cut and they will. All yeah. Right. Athanasius still hasn't even noticed that Caden's here yet. Flower's just excited. This looks fun and interesting. Uh, in okay. Oh, uh one last thing. She does say to you, uh, before we begin here at the outset of the challenges, I am gonna ask that you leave all your equipment, including your shields and stuff like that, and your weapons here in this clearing. Don't worry, uh, we'll make sure that they're well guarded. No one no one will touch them or anything. But we want to make sure that everyone going through the challenges has a level even playing field. And at later points in the challenges, when you require certain equipment to complete them, that equipment will be provided to you at that time. Okay. okay. And I just yeah. do they do they make me doff my fern- my thermos? Uh, no. So some of you have small things like a holy symbol or an arcane focus. Those aren't things that they would necessarily want you to leave, but like you probably have like a big heavy pack that's full of gear. Um, and they probably want you to leave that behind your shields, like, you know, stuff armor like that. Armor too. Yeah, I'm assuming they'd want us to doff our armor. Yeah. They actually allow you to keep your armor if you want to. However, 
you look at the first test that's ahead of you and it's a high ropes course. It's a high ropes course. <laughs> yeah, that's coming off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that that might, yeah, uh sort of hinder, especially if you're wearing heavy armor, it's definitely gonna hinder you. If you're just wearing like leather armor or light armor that doesn't have a dex penalty. Sorry, a little bit of shop talk here, but um, some armor hinders your ability to do uh, like dexterity stuff. So that would definitely be something that it would be advantageous to leave on the ground. Yeah, I I, I take it all off. Okay. Oh, you, not 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 it all. Oh, off. You take it all <laughs> off. Kaden, I guess, off. only has to drop his the pack on his back. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, and if there got, was something like he's got his two thermoses strapped to his belt. Okay. Um, she might like look at you a little bit like thermoses, really, but she's not going to stop you. Um, I take a drink out of one of my thermoses. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. All right. At this point, I've I've noticed Caden. I'm like, oh, hello, you're with us. What's your name? I'm like, hi, I'm I'm Caden. Hi, Caden. I'm Flower. It's wonderful to meet you. F- Flower. Yes, that's my name. Well, great. Cool. I think Athanasius at seeing Caden would raise an eyebrow at him, but then he's kind of like, well, I need money, so I guess I have to push through this no matter who I'm paired with, and kind of shrugs it off. I look at Athanasius. Let the record show that Athanasius is racist. (laughs) 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 That actually makes perfect sense in world. Yeah, it's not so much the fact that he's a halfling as much as it is that he just feels like he doesn't look uh, like he's well-suited for a high ropes course. Well, true. Yeah. Caden looks up at Athanasius and sticks out his hand. Name's Caden. Athanasius takes his hand and says, Hello, my name is Athanasius Argentianus Anguissian. Caden pauses. I call him AAA. At least I do now. It's easier to say. Are are you okay with that, Triple I? I I kind of glance at Flower. I'm like, if you're gonna shorten it, (laughs) if you're gonna shorten it, please just call me Athens. Oh, okay, that works too. (laughs) Okay, Athens, I'll do my best to pull my weight. All right, let's take this thing on. All right, the very first task in front of you. The ropes course begins with a climbing wall. So right in front of you, uh, they've constructed like a wooden wall. It's 30 feet high. And it's got, I mean, you guys have all seen climbing walls. It's got like a variety of like carved handholds and footholds on it. But, you know, there's, there's no ropes or anything. Like you have to, you have to free climb up this wall. So I'm going to need you all to roll me an athletics check. Although, so... We we encounter a little bit of a problem here. I should say, I'm going to want Athanasius and Caden to roll me athletics checks. Flower, how are you planning on getting up this wall? Um, let's see. Well, I do have four arms, yep. so they can at least climb. And um, if I can, like, coil up at the bottom and then sort of launch myself up a ways and then just sort of use my, my tail end to sort of... Yeah, okay. There's there's stuff sticking out. Is there things I can like sort of brace myself against to pull myself up? <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be difficult, but I I think maybe you can do it. Like there's that thing like snakes are pretty strong. Like they can kind of like stretch yeah, out. Yeah, like, 
it's it's all muscle in there. Yeah, so you can kind of like stretch yourself out to your full height, which is like a terrifying like <laughs> ten or eleven feet, uh-huh. um, and already be almost halfway up this thing. But then you're gonna kind of then you're gonna be at a little bit of a disadvantage because from there you don't have feet to do with the handholds. Um, right. So this is gonna be a little more difficult for you than for than for the others, I think. Okay. Do you have two arms or four arms? I have four arms, but two well, of them are strong arms. Two of them are weaker arms. Sounds like you're gonna have to use your arms as feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Flower's uh, second pair of arms, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Audrey, but his second pair of arms are like right under the first, right? Pretty close, pretty close under. Yeah, so it would be a little hard to use them as feet. Not like they can't be used at all, but it, it's it's definitely going to be an unconventional uh, rock climbing approach. Uh, yeah. She'd basically be, be climbing as a short person. It'd be... <laughs> You just just take, take, long, take baby tail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Yeah, All so right. Much easier if it's just a tree. I can go up. <laughs> yeah. That and so, see that that would be a lot easier because you could coil around it. But the problem uh-huh. is that this is like a flat. This is a wall. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm gonna back up and take like a running leap at it. And, and see how high I get. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't you make me an athletics check? Is this a disadvantage? Um. No. I'm just gonna set the DC a little higher for you than I am for the others. Okay. Well, that's fifteen plus five, twenty. Oh, damn. Yeah, you're ripped. Uh. So. Hell yeah, I am. Uh. I think. I think. Uh. Virginia back there. I think she was kind of like a little nervous. Um. Because. They didn't really design any of these challenges for a serpent folk. They weren't really necessarily thinking. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're really anticipating that. So, um, uh, so she's kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, how is this serpent folk going to get up this wall? Uh, but you don't even hesitate. Like, you don't even hold back. Like, you just charge straight at this wall. And you just throw yourself at this wall. And you get, like, you sort of spring into the air using your, like, really muscular tail. And your your big arms lock on, like, 15 feet up. And uh, from there, you just, you're like, you're like American Ninja Warrior. Like, you're just, like, awesome. pulling yourself up, like, by the sheer force of, like, just your arms and your pecs. Now, can I do this a little slower and sort of leave my tail hanging to maybe uh, help out some of my maybe less strong friends down below? Sure, with a with twenty, yes, definitely. Awesome. You you've got you've got the the muscle power to take it as slow as you want. Athanasius doesn't need help, probably. He rolled a sixteen. Okay, yeah, Athanasius, you uh, do just fine. You scale all the way to the top of this wall, uh, where there's when, once you get to the top, there's like a platform for you to stand on. But my tail's tail's there, uh, Caden. If if you need it. Well, Caden started this adventure off to a really good start and decided to roll a natty twenty. Oh my god! Wow, Caden, <laughs> you. I, I I saw that roll. And I'm like, did I really just do that in the first roll of this? Oh my game? god! <laughs> all right, one. Wow, and and Flower easily overcomes the the challenge that I thought he would have trouble with. All right, so Caden, you uh like Flower is like 
like trying to be like a nice guy and he's like oh like maybe maybe the halfling will have trouble like i'm gonna leave my tail there in case he slips and needs to grab something but no this halfling is like spider-man he <laughs> i'm like gliding from foothold to foothold yeah like you're you're so gravity. small and light and your your like fingers and toes can like find like little crevices and like handholds and stuff that like the bigger people can't. And so you end up scaling this wall very, very quickly. And uh, you end up at the top uh, with Athanasius. And uh, I think Flower will probably join you in a second. Uh-huh. Wow, that was amazing. I'm like, I do not know how I did that. <laughs> oh, don't be, don't be shy about it. That was great. All right. Thanks. Before you, extending out from this platform so you guys are now 30 feet in the air and extending out from this platform is a long thin beam of wood it's about 15 feet long but it's only six inches wide it is a balance beam and there's no ropes for support on the sides Uh, you have to walk it like a trapeze artist you do notice that there's a net underneath to catch you if you fall so you won't you won't die if you fall off but there's there's nothing to help you. You have to do this with sheer balance. You said it's 15 feet long? Yep. Okay. Yep, so I'm going to need an acrobatics check for this one. Uh, except, oh <laughs> except, again, from Flower. Oh, can I coil? Oh, you can coil. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Which is good, because I don't have that great of balance. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need to, because you are, you're a pro at stuff like this. You don't even need to make a check. Your snake body is very used to coiling along branches and things like that. I slither on over, and it looks really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it looks totally weird. Man, this time Athanasius is the one who got the natty 20, so... Oh my what? god. Oh my god, you guys are rolling like fire. All right, Athanasius, you, with cat-like grace, just, like, you don't even care. You just walk right across this balance beam. You don't even look down. Uh, it doesn't worry you at all. And I think I'm, in any way I can, going to offer assistance to Caden to help him across as well. Okay. Okay. And I just do add my regular decks to that, right? Uh, yeah, unless you're proficient in acrobatics, in which case then you would also add your proficiency bonus. Sixteen. Okay, yeah, no nice. problems. You you make nice. it across, and you don't seem to be having any problems, so you and Athanasius can both make it to the other side very easily. We're doing so good, guys! Man, yeah, oh my god, you guys, I had like... I had like cool like failure tables drawn up for like <laughs> like if one person starts to fail like the other teammates can help them in this way and like I had a whole thing drawn out and like but you guys are well, just like no one's yet, gonna listen it? to our podcast because we're rolling too well they think we're been fudging our rules <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's another twenty who oh, could have especially <laughs> since yeah well me and Caden literally just swapped rolls. I rolled a 16 and he rolled a 20 on the first one and now I rolled a 20 and he rolled a 16. Well, usually I'm uh, the one that rolls yeah. like ridiculously well and yeah. and no one's going to believe it when I keep rolling. <laughs> like sometimes I roll like five natty 20s in a session. And and it's and I'm not faking it because um sometimes Kevin is over was over here at my house and he's watching and he can see my rolls. 
And confirm. We need to get you worse dice. I know. I know. Um, I did order myself some new dice. Maybe they'll be worse. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's okay. I okay. I, tr- I trust you guys. Um, what's what's after this this beam? All right. So uh, next, uh, you see uh, a series of. I wasn't sure what to call these. They're like monkey rings, I guess. They're like. Monkey rope, bars? But then, well, it's not quite monkey bars. It's like rope, but then it has those like gym rings on the end of it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and they're like. The circus. De- yeah, they're, and they're like in a series, like descending down towards a platform on the ground. That sounds scary. Yeah, so you need to like swing from one. Like you take hold of one and then you jump off the platform and then you swing to the next and then you grab onto it and then you swing onto the next, like monkey style. I. Yeah, so uh, for this, uh, you can use either athletics or acrobatics, um, whichever you prefer. Hey, first bad roll. Okay, cool. Athanasius, what exactly did you roll? What was your number? Five. Okay. So Athanasius, you uh, go first. And uh, you, you're pretty confident. You've been blazing through these. These don't seem hard. You're like, Psh, like, what are, what even are these trials? These aren't hard. Um, and you like make it past like the first couple rings, uh, and you're just fine. And then, American Ninja Warrior style, you lo- you start to lose your grip when you get to the third ring, uh, and you start to slip. Uh, so I'm gonna need you to make a strength saving throw. Oh my god, Natty 20. <laughs> and you feel your ninja warrior spirit uh, rise inside you and you you clench, you clench, you clench that monkey that monkey ring and you say, I'm not gonna fall and make a fool of myself in front of this this snake and this halfling. Um and okay. Uh so you've retained your grip. Uh, and you can make another you can make another uh, athletics or acrobatics check to see if you can get all the way down to the bottom. Where to God, we're gonna have to get like dice cams just so that <laughs> we like are roof to our, our audience listeners are gonna dice cams for our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even know how that would work. Like because you can't like post it. <laughs> you have to get dice that sort of say the number as they're rolled. So <laughs> eleven. <laughs> or yeah, we'd have to like. Post oh it God. on our Twitter every time we release an episode. Like, here's the camera feed <laughs> for the episode. Oh Keep my God! So. Okay, too much work. Yeah, it's fine. Give me, give me another check. Give me another check. Uh, ten acrobatics. Okay. That yeah. This time you you can make it all the way down to the rest of the ground. You're not super graceful. You're kind of shaken uh, from getting stuck part way. Uh, but you do manage to make it safely down. You don't fall or anything. I'm pumped by the end of it, probably. You're pumped? Yeah. Okay. The veins are, you know, pushing out of my arms. and Okay. Yeah, my forearms are super pumped. <laughs> All right, awesome. Okay. Kaden looks at a flower. You want to go or should I? I can go. Oh, let's let's see how this turns out. And I kind of move out of the way. <laughs> So wait, can she just coil along the top beam that the rings are attached to, or no? That's no, really they're the kind of hanging of the... from the trees. Um, okay. So it's not just like a single beam. Um, math, 12. Okay. So you, again, uh, much like Athanasius, you make it partway down, but you get stuck... 
But unlike Athanasius, uh, you rolled well enough that um, another character can assist, can try to assist you in some way. If if anyone thinks that they can, can anyone think of a way that they can help Flower get unstuck? So how was Flower oh, stuck? I, how, how? Yeah, you're you're kind of holding on, but you you're kind of like uh, uh, you know how like awkwardly like maybe you're not like able to swing far enough to like get to the next one you keep like okay. reaching for it but like yeah. you can't quite like, grab hey, it hey. yeah the momentum is all off. okay uh caden definitely takes a drink out of his thermos and then use gust to push uh flower five feet okay oh. if, oh if flower God. doesn't want to move five feet flower can make a strength saving throw <laughs> no I'll, I'll take i'll take your wind <laughs> All right, so I'm a little curious here because this is this is a cool character moment. So, do you tell Flower you're going to do this, or do you just sort of do it? I just also, sort of do it. Yeah, my back is towards you, so I don't even know what's going on. All right, so Flower, sort of almost out of nowhere, just a very strong, uh, purposeful wind catches your back and pushes you towards the next ring that you were struggling to get to. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And from there, you're you're easily able to to make it down to the ground. Oh, nice! All right, Caden, your turn. That would be a fifteen. Ooh, acrobatics. Yep, uh, you make it down without any problem at all. You, much like with the rock wall, I think, um, just the fact that you're sort of like so small and light and nimble, uh, you're pretty easily able to just sort of quickly swing from from. Uh, uh, ring to ring and uh, make it down to the ground really easily. I think at this point, Athanasius has taken notice that uh, Caden's clearing all of these without any difficulty and is a little bit impressed. Caden is impressed with himself. Caden <laughs> can do more than maybe he thought he could. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, uh, you guys have ended on sort of a, a raised wooden platform. It's like five feet off the ground. Um, and Vertinia, Captain Vertinia is there uh, waiting for you. And she smiles uh, and she's like, you guys did really well. I I'm, know we did. We're amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, not, not all our recruits managed to clear those trials quite as easily as you did. And uh, she said, the end of this challenge, though, is is something we do to uh, sort of boost morale and, and teamwork. And she says, um, have any of you ever done a trust fall before? No. Kaden goes wide-eyed cool. at the thought of flower falling on him. <laughs> yeah, Athanasius has never really trusted anyone, so he has absolutely not ever done a trust fall. She's looking at you all very severely. Like, this This woman gives off, like, a very, like, um, like severe like she's got her like silver hair like very tightly pulled back in a bun like spectacles like her uniform is spotless uh like and and she's looking at you and she's like right all right uh you dragonborn you hop down off the platform stand uh, stand here and she sort of indicates that like you should like stand at the base of the platform okay he does it and she's like all right uh, you, uh, Flower, I think you said it was? Yes, that's my name. Right. Uh, you, uh, why don't you, uh, position yourself here, and she sort of guides you to the edge of the platform, but, like, with your, uh, back to Turned it. Turned around. Yeah, yeah, and she says, all right, now, 
one of the most important qualities for uh, employees of our company is uh, the ability to work cohesively as a team. And we find that this exercise uh, helps build trust between coworkers. And she says, uh, uh, so what I'm going to need you to do is close your eyes and then okay. fall backwards off of the platform. And uh, uh? the dragonborn here uh, will catch you. W- will he? <laughs> She's like, yep, he will. He will? Okay. I do it. Awesome. I <laughs> Athanasius flower falls on you. Okay. Oh, no. Um can I roll strength to see if I catch her? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you roll okay. a strength saving throw? Oh goodness, that is a four. Yeah, oh, God. nope. Nope. You are flattened by like I don't even know, like 300 pounds of snake. Yeah, about 300 pounds, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're. Um, I mean, you're a dragonborn, and dragonborn are, like, fairly large. Uh, but you're not, like, you're not a warrior. You're not super muscly. And you're, you're, so you're mostly tall, and your silver dragonborn frame is, is instantly crumpled beneath 300 pounds of snake. I- <laughs> oh, oh god oh no are you okay did i did i hurt you at all i'm so i'm sorry i'm sorry and i like get off of him <laughs> trying to like dust him off a little bit see if anything's broken yeah he kind of snarkily says no having a 300 pound snake person <laughs> land on me didn't hurt at all oh so oh, okay you said uh we were kind of like on a platform when we finished and they jumped down from the platform yeah, it's like five feet off the ground. It's only like okay, five Caden feet. Okay, Caden is sitting on the edge of the platform, swinging his legs. Okay. Uh, Virginia uh, is like a little pale. <laughs> um, having just seen like a 300-pound snake crush uh, Athanasius, but it doesn't uh, doesn't ruffle her too much. She says, okay. She says, uh, you, uh, halfling, you next. And she sort of indicates that you should uh, fall backwards off the platform, and that uh, flower will catch you. I, I look at flower. I hold up all four of my hands. This is going to be easy. <laughs> I nervously stand up and face the opposite direction. Uh, are you ready? I'm so ready. Oh, uh, okay. And I fall back. Okay. I'm not even going to make you do a check. He's small and you have four arms. Okay. You can't. You, you might catch slip him. through my arms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make, whoop. if you want to make a dex saving throw to see if you catch him, you can. Four. <laughs> oh my god! Why? <laughs> oh my god! All right, you have four arms and you still manage to drop the halfling. He's slippery. He goes he's, right through them. He's slippery. He slides right through, right through your all four of your arms. It's like your hand-eye coordination is off, and you like close your arms at like the wrong moment. Right? Uh, fortunately, um, yeah. I mean, you do sort of like That's slow his fall. At yeah, least. she cushions your. I mean, it's only five feet. You're. It's not gonna hurt. It's not. It's not gonna hurt in any sort of permanent way. Like you might get a bruise, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna take any damage. I imagine I land like flat on my back and just keep my eyes closed <laughs> and just lay there for a second. Like I can't believe this just happened. You guys, you, this trust fall is like at the end of Mean Girls, <laughs> where it's just like everyone just backs away and then it just like falls flat on the ground. I yeah. think uh, Athanasius looks at Virginia and kind of snarkily says, "Do I get to fall on them now?" 
Uh, yeah, she's starting to sort of like rethink this exercise. Uh, I, I um, stand up and I brush myself off. I'm not catching one of them. <laughs> she I'm says, brushing him off too. Like, oh, oh no, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> she says, just, uh, yes, uh, it's uh, crucial that all all the coworkers uh, uh, do this exercise. So, um, uh, uh, Flower, why don't you, uh, why don't you try again? Why don't you try to uh, catch, catch uh, the dragonborn? Okay, I can do that. Okay. Athanasius kind of uh, glares at Virginia a little bit and says, <laughs> how come you know their names and not mine? She sort of looks back down in the form and she's like, uh, my apologies, uh, Mr. Anguissian, I believe. He uh, nods contentedly and <laughs> falls backwards at Flower. Well, before that happened, Caden took several steps back, more steps than would be necessary. <laughs> Would this be a strength save then? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a seventeen. Okay, yeah. You know, you uh, you make up for dropping Caden by by catching Athanasius quite handily. Uh, Athanasius feels very comfortable in Mister Flower's embrace. Strong like, yet gentle. <laughs> yeah, strong yet gentle arms of of the giant snake man that just cradle you so gently as you fall to earth. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, for, okay, so after that, Virtinia walks over to you and she nods and she's like, okay, good uh, Good job. Excellent job. Uh, you've completed your first challenge. How do you guys feel? I look okay. over at Athanasius. A little <laughs> bruised from being landed on. Yeah, sorry about that. She did say you, you were ready. I don't know. He kind of uh, winks at Flower a little bit and says, it's okay, you made up for it by catching me. Aww. I feel great, and I take a drink out of my thermos. You're gonna need to pee pretty soon. <laughs> it's okay, you guys are in the woods. You can pee in the woods. <laughs> Alright, okay. And with that, uh, Virtinia uh, leads you on into the next clearing. And as you enter this clearing, you see a low wooden building. Uh, it looks fairly large, but it's clearly made like you can tell like the wood is like fairly new. Like this this is just sort of like a temporary building that's been constructed here in the woods. Um and she looks at you and she says, uh so the goal of that last challenge was to test your physical strength and athletic skill. This challenge and she uh, she sort of nods towards the wooden building in front of you, is to test your intelligence, your knowledge, your ability to act under pressure. Your goal is to retrieve the crystal orb. Remember that teamwork counts. And she then indicates there's sort of a pile of backpacks that are laying on the ground. And she says, um, for this challenge, I'm going to give each of you uh, one of our standard issue company packs, and you can feel free to use any of the materials you find inside to help you complete this task. Basically, these packs, this is a Dungeoneer's pack, like you would find in the player's handbook, except that it doesn't have the rations or the water skin in it. It basically just has tools. Uh, so I'm going to list off what's inside. Uh, do you guys want to write it down so you know? Yes. Okay. All right. So in each of these backpacks is a crowbar, 
a hammer, ten pitons, or is it pythons? I don't, I don't know. Pythons? It's pythons. Pythons. Okay. Ten pythons. I'm just going to say a single torch. Uh, normally it would be ten torches, but you guys clearly don't need that many. It's just one building. Uh, a tinderbox and 50 feet of hemp and rope. Okay. Cool. Okay, so that's that's kind of the equipment you have to uh, get you through this next challenge, which, if you couldn't tell, is a dungeon run. Dun, dun, dun. What are pythons? You um, drive them into, like, rock walls to make it easier to climb. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can use them for other things if you are inventive. You can stab Stabby, them. Stabby. Stab people with them. <laughs> yes. You can hammer them through people's temples. Uh-huh. Now, keep in mind what Vertinia just said. Uh, she said that this test is supposed to, uh, like, test your intelligence and your quick thinking. And she didn't give you any weapons. So you guys yes, probably... Yes, she did. Well, okay. If we're creative with them. Exactly. I've got a crowbar and a hammer. <laughs> you're you're maybe not getting the feeling that there's something in, like, a scary monster in there that you're going to have to Fair fight. Enough. This, this is maybe more of a uh, puzzle yeah, and trap challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are the final boss. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited and produced by me, Cloud. Our theme music is by Adhesive Wombat. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for all his help and advice. I literally couldn't have done this without you. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us again next week on Tales from the Table. Tales from the Table.